Thank you, MC Shan. That was The Bridge by MC Shan. Classic rap, classic punk rock. That's what you're going to get here on my podcast. Straight from the suburbs is where you are. Welcome. Thank you once again for listening. Um, I'm really loving the positive feedback that everyone's giving. So please, you know, uh, I'm a glutton for for love. So so please continue sending it over. You can send it to my email, mofinley24 at gmail.com. Or if you have my uh, my phone number, you could always send me a text message. But I do appreciate the listeners. I love looking at the uh, the listenership grow. So please, you know, tell your friends, pass it on. Let's let's get more ears. All right. So here in Ottawa, Ottawa, you could you would agree that Ottawa is a nice town. You know, I think everyone would agree that. But behind every nice town, there's always a there's always a dark past. Okay, and Ottawa is uh, is a, is also a victim of that as well. You know, it it is a nice town, but it does have a, a dark past. Uh, sorry, a dark a dark past. Um, and it's it kind of coincides with what we're going through today. This the you know um, since since this since COVID hit, we are in a pandemic. Now there's been other pandemics throughout history that's affected Canada, affected Ottawa, affected affected the world. And a lot of times uh, when a pandemic hits, there's always a dark past or a dark situation that that hap- that, that that coincides with that. So what I'm talking about is a little known fact here in the city of Ottawa. Okay. There is a, if you're ever on, on old St. Patrick Street, which is downtown, downtown, that's like the real old downtown. If you're ever walking down there, and I've walked past this many times before I actually got a, a hands-on visit to what I'm going to explain to you, that there's an overgrown bridge that leads to an island within the city of Ottawa. And it's very hard to tell that it is an island because the waterway around it, almost like the moat around it, is it's it's not that it's it, it's not it's around ten feet deep, but it's not that far from the from the mainland. If if you if you get my drift, it's like a little archipelago within the city of Ottawa. Okay, and back in the day, well, it's still called it's called Porter Island. Okay, now there's a there's a proper street that a proper bridge that goes from from Ottawa mainland to um, to Porter Island. But back in the day, th- this that modernized um, driving bridge was not in existence, okay? And Porter Island had a different name. Porter Island was known as Quarantine Island. And the bridge that I'm alluding to, is st- it was called Virus Bridge and it's still called Virus Bridge. Now, a, a bit about the situation, um, I was tasked by the city to do a, a series of videos uh, uh, highlighting people's positions, different positions around the city, and one of them was a um, like a home helper or like a um, uh, somebody who works at at at, um, at, at, at at an old folks home, and this particular one is located right on Porter Island, Gary J. Armstrong Building, and so. I go there to with my with my film crew. It's me and the director and the camera and the camera person. And again, it's right off St. Patrick Street. And like walking in, I, I remember seeing it as as a you know growing up in the city, seeing this metal bridge, and it's all overgrown. And thinking, well, it looks kind of cool. It looks kind of picturesque because it's an overgrown old style metal bridge. And so driving in using the modern bridge that particular day, you know, it it brought back memories of. I said, oh yeah, I, I remember seeing that little bridge. And when I got in there. You know, um, Gary J. Armstrong, it, the the the, um, the building Gary J. Armstrong. It's a, it's like a retirement home. It's a it's a it's a city issued retirement home, and a lot of time the people aren't well in it, which is very unfortunate because they're great people that work there and there's great people that inhabit that place. 
But I remember walking in, I was by myself, I got there before everyone else came, and there's a whole bunch of senior citizens in the front, just uh, enjoying the, uh, it was a nice summer day, enjoying the, enjoying the sunshine, enjoying the, enjoying the breeze. And, you know, they like to talk. So coming in, I was saying hello to everybody. And this one particular guy, he sees me with, with some notes, notebooks and, and like a camera, video camera and stuff like that, and followed close behind by the director and the, uh, and the actual camera person. And he stops me and he says, are you here about the bridge? And I was like, uh, you know, I'd, excuse me. And he's like, are you here about the bridge? Are you doing a story about the bridge? I'm like, well, I'm not really a reporter. I'm just doing a, a project. And he's like, oh, well, that's a horrible story on its own. And he's looking at me and I'm looking at him. And then finally the, the nurse came and, you know, took him away. And I went inside and I did my filming. I didn't think much of it. But then, you know, during this pandemic, I started researching past pandemics within the city of Ottawa. And this came up directly at Porter Island, Virus Bridge, you know, right where Gary J. Armstrong is. And I remember that old man saying that to me, like, you hear about the bridge and horrible story on its own. And I was like, what, you know, maybe, maybe there's something there. So I looked into it and it's, it is a, a pretty dark story. It's that, um, you know, it's an, as I said before, it's an island within a city, but imagine if the city said, okay, everyone who's sick, we're forcing you to go live on this island. And so they were at, the city actually, you know, took people by force. You know, there was a time where people were hiding their children because they didn't want to, uh, they didn't want to, people like uh, the public health office to come and take their children away and put them on this this island i'll get into the details about the island and it's it's pretty horrible and so they were forced by cops to go you know they separated families they had multiple deaths on the island children passed on middle-aged people passed on senior citizens passed on you know and they were forced to live on this island um, well within view of the general population from, from the mainland. So, you know, it, it's almost like Ottawa had its own human zoo for the people who were sick, you know, which is a definite human rights violation. You know, and it, it seems like right out of a horror movie. It's not Zombie Island. It's not a George Romero movie, you know, but it, it is reminiscent of a, of a leprechaun colony. You know, sending our sick away, that, that happened in Ottawa. You know, and so it's it's really hard to think that this has kind of been pushed to the past, pushed to uh, you know pushed and almost hidden out of people's thoughts because people don't want to talk about this anymore. You know, as I mentioned before, throughout Ottawa history, we had dealt with viruses. You know, and these unfortunate victims. I'm going to repeat myself again. They were placed on this island, and that island located right on Rideau River, and you can still see it. It's still right there. And you know, now the now um, virus bridge is condemned. It's a hidden, you know brushed over rusting iron truss bridge um, and it was called virus bridge when it was built and it's still called virus bridge so i'm going to take you a little trip on the way back and we'll explain a bit about this mystery of virus bridge <laughs> virus bridge of porter island and of quarantine island so 1893 is the year we're going to start 1893 there's a smallpox virus you know and so ottawa decided they wanted to build an isolated smallpox hospital to keep the infected away from the general population. So at the time, city council um, chose Porter Island. Now, Porter Island, as I mentioned before, it's located right downtown, right off St. Patrick's. It's an eight-acre, low-lying property on the Rideau River, and they renamed it Quarantine Island. And so what they did is that they built a poorly built, and I'm putting 
I'm going to say hospital sarcastically, an isolation hospital. It was built on the island. And in 1894, they got tired of, of boating people over, over to this little island or, or making them making them kind of like take little rafts over. Very medieval style, very, very poorly made. So in 1894, they built this iron truss bridge to bring over the affected. And it still stands today. You know, and although it's it's shut down to the public, but at the time that was the bridge to bring these these sick people, these maladied people, over to the poorly built shacks that they were calling hospitals over there. You know, okay, so that epidemic lasted a couple of years. So we're going to jump forward to the late 1890s, and the smallpox epidemic um, it was over, and so then. The, the people either passed away on the island and then they said, okay, well, smallpox is over. What are we going to do with this island? They turned it into an actual garbage dump. So we had this garbage dump floating, like this island garbage dump in the middle of the city. And it became a huge eyesore. Rats took over isolation hospital um, as well as the entire island. You know, And so it was really an eyesore and people you know, just chose to ignore it. But lo and behold, 1904, another smallpox epidemic. And so what they did is that they start, they just started shoving people over onto this island. Again, taken by force, you know, taken out of their homes, family separated, and they would put them on this island. They'd walk them, off, they'd walk them across um, Virus Bridge, which has become pretty treacherous because it was just wooden planks and it's been, it's been like a good, um, what, 15 years so it's kind of and there was no upkeep on it and so like the wood planks are rust are, are breaking off the, the the bridge is rusting it's creaking and they're forcing these these infected and these these affected people to walk across almost like walking the plank pirate style and so in 1910 they built a wood plank hospital it's no better than what they had before but to make up for their shoddy building they put up tents they make it. They made a tent city. This is very reminiscent of a leper colony, and this happened here in Ottawa, wintertime, springtime, summertime. These people were forced to live in tents. Tent city, wood plank hospital. That doesn't sound very, very, uh, very helpful. And on top of that, it was a garbage dump. It was still a garbage dump. You know, they cleaned off as much as they could, but it's still a garbage dump. And there's still rats everywhere. There's still death everywhere. And again, people could see this from the mainland, this, this, this living zoo. It was horrible. Now, the hospital conditions were, were not a treat, okay? They were described as disgraceful. Patients slept three to a bed in the wood plank hospital, which was heated by a stove, a stove pipe heating. And in the tents, they had 10 patients for one tent. This is crazy. Now, I have a newspaper account from January 1912. And it tells um, the story of one city resident, a Mrs. Couvillon, who refused to allow two public health officials enter her Langevin Avenue home. Now, Langevin Avenue, for those who don't know, not familiar with Ottawa, it's around six blocks away from St. Patrick's, which is, which is where, the, um, where, where a quarantine island is located. And so uh, Mrs. Couvillon, she only let them in when public health returned with the police for, for an examination, and they deemed her sick. And so... They returned with more cops and more ambulances, only to find that Mrs. Couvillon, you know, as brave as she was, she had barricaded herself in her home. 
So eventually, the cops and the ambulance workers, they, they broke into her home. They took her by force, and they led her to the bridge and was forced to cross to live out the rest of her life on Quarantine Island. You know, this is very reminiscent of, of very unpopular and, 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 and very controversial historical times in history. But this is not talked about in Ottawa. It's, it's crazy to think. When I was reading this, I was like, I can't believe this is Ottawa. This is nuts. So that was 1912. 1913, finally, the city of Ottawa, they said, okay, you know, we're going to build something on this island, something proper for these people to live in. And so the city hired a local architect named Francis Sullivan. Now, this architect, Francis Sullivan, he studied under the world-famous Frank Lloyd Wright, and he built a permanent hospital on this island. I have a picture of it here. And, you know, I really should get, I might be getting like a, a Facebook page or an Instagram page so I could, so I could post up all these, all these maps and all these pictures that I do find. Because the hospital, it, it looks very nice. You know, very Frank Lloyd Wright-esque. Lots of curves and lots of sharp angles. It's a good combination-looking hospital. It was finally made of brick, you know, it was very modern for the times, and it remained on the island until it was demolished in 1967, which is very upsetting, and, you know, not as upsetting as these poor residents on, on Quarantine Island and, and Virus Bridge, but we could have had a Frank Lloyd Wright-inspired building here in Ottawa, but they tore it down in 1967, okay? Once they tore it down, uh, the city got the idea to, to develop it into a retirement residence, and it's kind of stayed the same since then. Um, it's been in a, it's been a retirement residence ever since then, but the, the island has changed a lot. You know, they cleaned it up. They got rid of the rats. They got rid of the garbage. They got rid of tent city and the wood plank hospital. They unfortunately got rid of the Frank Lloyd Wright hospital and they built, um, what is now the, the Gary J Armstrong retirement retirement center. But the one thing that remains constant on Porter Island slash quarantine Island is the old virus bridge. That name never changed. It was built in 1894 and it remains today. And it really is a reminder of, you know, of Ottawa's pandemic past, you know, and here's hoping that history does not repeat itself. You know, who knows, maybe the city of Ottawa will be uh, expropriating another island for quarantining its citizens once again during this COVID-19 pandemic that we're having, but it remains one of Ottawa's darkest moments. You know, it's, it's unfortunate that that happened to those poor residents, and it's unfortunate that it really is a scar on the city of Ottawa. But this mystery remains of like how it was built, and and why it was built. You know, we know it was built to 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 quarantine the sick, but why such the shoddy conditions? What is the situation going on with that? And it's something that we really should take a lesson from. You know, I'm going to repeat the old adage that everyone's familiar with: if you don't learn from the past, history is doomed to repeat itself. So who's to say this might not happen again? Otto has plenty of other little islands that they could build ramshack hospitals, put up some tents, and put up the, the afflicted into those areas. Here's hoping it doesn't happen. You know, I want to thank everyone for listening. I want to thanks to um, my research helpers at Ottawa Rewind, uh, the Gary J. Armstrong residents, um, Andrew King once again, Linda uh, Secaspina at WordPress, you know, so this is something to think about, guys. Everyone lives here in Ottawa. Everyone know that Ottawa is a great city. I love Ottawa. But like any other major city, at heart, it has its dark past. So stay suburban and stay mystified, folks.